Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Avignon Realty. If you are a real estate agent and you're located in Texas, anywhere in Texas, Houston, Dallas, Austin, and you're looking for a company to work with, Avignon Realty is the place to go. They'll provide you support and infrastructure so you can be a successful agent. They have a 100% commission plan. They'll give you performance coaching and the ability to work remotely, as well as mentoring by a team of experienced brokers. So a lot of tools at your disposal to make sure that you can be a successful agent here in Texas. To get started, give Van Din a call. He's the owner of Avignon Realty. His phone number is 469-951-3585. If you mention Six Pennies Podcast, he's going to waive the first month's brokerage fee, which is, I think, about 300 bucks. Not bad. Once again, that's Avignon Realty. Owner's name is Van Din, our buddy Coach. And his phone number is 469-951-3585. All right, let's get started. Timmy here. Mock, you out there? Hey, how's it going? Just me and you again. Just me and you? I thought Alvy was going to join. Is he too busy? Uh, he's he's playing ball right now, and, and I think we're too old to stay up till he gets home. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot about that. Well, that's okay. Just, just two of us, four pennies again today. Uh, we got a fun topic today. It is one of our Pet Peeves podcasts. Um, we've done, I don't know, maybe two or three of these over the course of the past couple of years. We wanted to make it a running segment, and it never really happened. I think the first time we did this was in your office in Houston, and we call it the Uncommon Sense pod. A little play on words there. Today's Uncommon Sense office edition, thinking about that time in your office and thinking about our pet peeves, the worst things of working in an office place. And I, I think it's probably a good thing that Albie's not here since he works remotely all the time now. It's been at least a year since he's worked, or probably more than that since he's been in an office setting. Yep, maybe a year and a half or so. I, I think it was all around the same time when when all of us started different jobs right around then. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've been in my office now for a year and, I don't know, eight months or so. Uh, before that, I was working remotely as well as in an office where nobody was there. Uh, my current office setup is, you know, like a semi-open, but still like, you know, some offices, some kind of cubish spaces. So decent amount of privacy. What's your office like? Uh, so I don't have my own office anymore. That's one thing I miss from my old yeah, company. Uh, but I mean, it's it's pretty nice. I'm right by a window. Uh, it's pretty open, like you said, uh, kind of a open cubicle type feel. Yep. So the cubicles are probably like, I don't know, like five, five feet tall. So you can, if you stand five up, you can see, tall. you can kind of see the whole floor. Actually, yeah, ours is, Ours is around five feet tall, but then there's like a glass kind of in between yeah. for part of it too, so you can kind of see through. And then I'm actually at a corner, so I got two windows going. Oh, uh, I got a pretty nice seat there. Uh, how big is the cube? Is it like a six by six feet or like eight by eight? What What would you estimate? Uh, mine's about probably six by eight. Oh, six by eight. Okay, I think mine's maybe a, maybe like seven or eight by eight. But we're actually redesigning our office space um, over the next year and going to have a pretty open uh, concept oh. coming up. Uh-oh. Everybody is super upset about it. But, <laughs> I mean, we're still going to have little workstations. It's going to be a six by six, which I think is kind of tight. They're, yeah. they're supplementing that by having a lot more additional like collaboration areas and huddle rooms and conference rooms and just making it overall nicer. But man, yeah. we're not excited about that. Yeah, that that those are a little overrated. I mean, it's always nice to you know be able to grab a spot if you need to collaborate on something. But most of the time, you're 
kind of doing your own thing, right? So you want your own space. Yeah, I think it depends on the type of job. I mean, in my role, there definitely are a lot of meetings and a lot of times when you do want to talk to people and collaborate. But like you said, like we, we got to do our own work too. I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do much work. And and that really leads to my, my first pet peeve, and that is the loud talkers, the loud oh, laughers. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, happen, I happen to be seated right, out, right outside of the office of one of my superiors who also happens to be one of the loudest people that I've ever known. It, <laughs> not, not in a bad way. It's just, you know, I'm trying to talk on the phone or on a conference call or do any kind of work, and oh boy, it's loud. Is that, is that a problem for you? That is a big problem for me. She sits right next to me, and she is definitely she definitely fits that category. Uh, she's cool. a loud talker, uh, out loud laugher. Like, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like sometimes I feel like she's laughing just to get me to talk to her or ask her what she's laughing about. But normally, <laughs> but, but normally I don't bite. I just keep my headphones in and, oh, and keep doing the, my own thing. The attention grabbing laugh. Wait. So you do AirPods all the time? Yeah, I have AirPods on at, at work. And yeah, what do you the listen, loud what do you listen talkers. To? I'm normally listening to uh, Jaylen and Jacoby. I have like four months of podcasts to, li- to uh, catch <laughs> up to. <laughs> so you're I'm like, listening to, you're listening to a daily podcast about sports that happened four months ago? Yeah, literally today I, I listened to the Super Bowl podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe we need to get you some some better pods. I think that's definitely going to happen in our new office setup. Right now, barely anybody ever uses headphones, to be honest, because there's enough distance. But I think once we're right up next to each other, we're going to have to use it. And I think that has been you know, one of the points that um, people have brought up when they've looked at case studies of how op- open offices don't work, because people just end up wearing headphones all the time and, and yeah. trying not to talk to people. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that's a pretty rough one. That kind of leads into my second one. So you have the loud talkers, loud laughers. My biggest pet peeve is probably the long talkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes it'll, it'll just start my coworker walking out to say good morning and uh, something simple like, how was your weekend? And then it, it just goes on and on and on. Unless I literally like stop or like laugh and then put my headphones in. Like that's the only sign that you can pick up on the stop. Is this, any... cowork- is this the same coworker? Is this the same coworker? It's the same coworker. I mean, she's nice. Oh. She's nice, uh, but it's it's oh. it's not it's not really the long talking. It's like the long talking about the same subject, huh. I guess, over and over. And, it, so, and it's small talk. It's not about work or anything. It is always about the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> <laughs> no, no lie, year round. What, what um, do you mean? What, like what? So, what about it? What's so good? At, tell well, me about it. So her and her husband are like really into the Renfest, her abbreviation. I don't know if that's a common abbreviation or not. Uh, but they dress up. They go the whole nine yards every weekend. So we're talking like when it's in season, it's literally like 10 straight weekends. They they go there for Saturday and Sunday, and then they come back, and she tells me about it and shows me pictures for the rest of the week and then repeat the next week. Um, I, I'm at a loss right now. I, I don't really have... <laughs> anything to say to that I, I don't have any coworkers like that it sounds like your your issue or, or one way to solve this might be to not say how was your weekend but instead to say hey how are you i, I don't know do you think that would help uh, it, it's tough 
like she's nice so i i mean i want to be nice i, I mean i want to be personable too you know but it, it kind of boils down to three different topics with her it's like 85 percent renfest yeah it is probably 10 percent politics which i don't want to talk about it, no, like shouldn't do that like, in the office like she's a big trump supporter nra oh. mouse pad oh, uh so i don't want to talk about that and then the other five percent is like her complaining about her health so oh, i don't know it's just it's tough like that out of those really out rough... of those three yeah which, which one do you choose like that's a rough you... combo I, I would probably go with the red fest <laughs> But there's only so much you can talk about for Renfest, or at least me. Maybe it's just me. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's that's a tough one. Do you have other coworkers like this, or is she the only one that has the issue of being the long talker? Uh, she is the only one around me. Okay. Um, but what about I, you? You have any long talkers around you or in your office? I mean, there's there's definitely some folks who just really want to be social, which which most of the time is is totally fine with me. I don't think anybody who just does it out of or, or does it talking about the same topics over and over again, which I think would definitely get annoying. I, I can see how that is a very specific pet peeve to you and not necessarily of normal offices, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard anyone else complaining okay. about right. Renaissance Festival. There is an issue, though, um, that I think is true of a lot of workplaces where you see the same people every day and probably multiple times a day as you walk around or walk by them or go to the bathroom. And that's um, figuring out how to acknowledge each other um, when you see <laughs> the them hallway. multiple times. In the hallway, yeah. yeah. You, and I think the problem for me is there are some people who just don't really want to acknowledge you. Maybe they don't want to acknowledge me. But it, it's like a friendliness issue where, I mean, most people are super friendly. Like, you say hi at least one time during the day. You might give a head nod or, like, a, a smile or something while you're walking by. And then there's some people who kind of just walk. And, and they just they got the blinders on and they, they don't, don't want to say hi at all. Yeah, that's that's always a tough situation. That's a case by case basis. Uh, yeah, what, what's, definitely. What's your, what's your normal go to? Like first time you see someone in the office, it's hey, how's it going? Okay, and then uh, mine is good morning or how's it going? Okay, and then what about the second time? Like you pass the same person in the hallway. Let's say two hours later, you're going to the restroom. Yeah, I guess it depends if I am like you know more social with them, more friends with them. If if I'm not then it would probably just be like a nod or a smile or a hi at the most. Um, if I am, you know, kind of friends with them, then I, I might try to talk to them or say something else. I think hi is too much. Uh, yeah, actually, if I don't really know them well, I, I wouldn't even do the hi. So no eye contact or nod? I, I don't think you can avoid the eye contact unless you're just looking down at the whole time, are you? Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. So like normally there's, there's going to be some sort of eye contact and you can make the eye contact and look away, but you got to make the eye contact. <laughs> you can't just like intentionally, there are clearly footsteps coming towards you. There's a body like coming towards you. you it's weird not to look at them at all. Yeah. Mine's a long hallway too. Or I mean, oh, that's tough. talking about like hundred feet. Oh, so, I mean, it's definitely, I do blinders sometimes. I mean, depending on who. It's tough. How do, like, how it's do you do this... blinders? Are you looking at your phone, or are you just like staring straight ahead? Or yeah, I'll normally look at phone or, or stare straight ahead. But it's just tough because it's a precedent, and you know, if you're see them in the hallway that one time, chances are like your your kind of bathroom breaks are synced up, so you're gonna see them again later that day. Oh man, you get on the same schedule? Yeah, actually, that happens sometimes. Right? Yeah. 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 Whew. Tough, tough uh, social interactions we have. 
All right, you're, you're next. Give me another one. You mentioned earlier we have a lot of meetings every day. Just some days it seems constant. Like I'm literally going to the office just to go to meetings. And a lot of times those meetings aren't necessary. Uh, a lot of times I'm thinking in the while I'm in the meeting, I'm like, couldn't this all be done via email? Yeah. Uh, so those those meetings are definitely on my uncommon sense list. Just meetings that could definitely be shortened to a little lengthier email. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a solution for that. Well, there, there are very obvious solutions for that. But I think in my company, I have a, I'm part of a very large company where meetings are truly the norm. Like there are so many routines in place where people need to check in and, and find out what's happening that it's kind of unavoidable. And I feel like most of the meetings I go to actually do have a purpose and like a, a reason for being there. I do believe though that sometimes they are too long. And like you said, some of them can be accomplished through email. I, I know that is, that's a very uh, common, I think, pet peeve for offices. Yeah. What do you think of Elon Musk's, uh, I don't know if you heard of this, but he has this kind of productivity rule at his companies that you just leave a meeting if you're not contributing. You know, we've we've had uh, some talks about that where people are just like, you know, if you don't need to be in the meeting, then you can just excuse yourself or or you can decline the meeting if, if you uh, don't believe it's useful for you to be there. I, I think the hard part is knowing how to gracefully leave if you're actually in the meeting. Yeah. Like, what, what do you do? Do you just, like, shake your head and get up and walk away? Or do, <laughs> do you, like, call attention to yourself and be like, hey, guys, this is useless for me. I'm going to leave. You know, like, what, yeah. what's the best way to do it? I think you just have to be super selective for the ones that you yeah. say yes to. Because uh, oh, okay. you're right. Once you get in that room, that you're you're kind of stuck unless you make up an excuse and say, "Oh, I got like a, I have a ten thirty. I gotta I gotta leave for or something." Um, yeah, that's a good point. But I, I think you have to be selective on which ones you're attending, but also on which ones you want to bail on. Because if you start doing it often to the same people, that doesn't look good. So you got to make sure that if you actually are in the meeting, you accidentally accepted it. You can only choose certain ones where you're gonna you know, excuse yeah. yourself. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Um, all right. I got another one for you. Um, you and I are both graduates of the grammar police Academy. Um, and poor grammar is, is a pretty tough one, but I, I can't, you know, you can't expect everything out of everyone. My grammar isn't, isn't perfect, but one thing that bothers me is when people capitalize things that do not <laughs> need to be capitalized. Do you get that in your line of work? I get that a lot. Yeah. Oh. It's not just the heading either of like a PowerPoint slide. Sometimes it is random words on the page where they just decide that, you know, half the words there need to be capitalized. And I don't understand why. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I've worked with uh, a lot of salespeople before, and I, I think that was common with them. And I'm not sure why something in their training must have mandated that they use more capital letters to show that words are important. But, you know, the fact is not every word is important. That's a pet peeve of mine in general, but for me, at least at my new company, I haven't really come across that yet. That's Thank good. goodness. Yeah. Okay. So, so most of the grammar is pretty good here. Yeah, I can definitely think of some unnecessary capitalizations. Yeah. Uh, but but normally those are reserved for like emails and and those mm. I I mean I'm okay with. I, uh, I just I just thought of something though in yeah. regards to the grammar or just speech is um, sometimes people I think try really hard to use big words in a way that is is really unnecessary do you know people like that thinking back at previous companies yes 
I'm, yeah. I'm going to say this this one, I, I've, it's been a pretty good year and a half. I, I'm wow. very happy at, uh, so far. So far, so okay. good. All right. Okay, you're next. Speaking of kind of emails, I hate chasing down emails or like repeating myself for emails. Do you like know what I mean? People mul- asking people multiple times and following Yeah. Them. I oh, hate, it's on I, my list. Yeah, it's like I'll send an email out. I mean, I know now to put like specific deadlines for when I need stuff back or when to hear yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, and then when that deadline hits, I'll, it'll, it's like sending the same text over and over. Like uh, it's a one sided conversation. I'm like, guys, like, hello, refer to my previous email. I, I just hate using kind of phrasing like that. That obviously yeah. I'm like annoyed, but I still need to come across as professional as possible. And it makes you seem like you're the annoying one when it's right. actually the person who's not responding, who's not yeah. doing their job. Is this more with people who are subordinates or people just um, peers? Or is it a larger group at once? Or what is it like? For me, I've noticed that it's always superiors. Oh. Uh, I feel like the higher, yeah, the higher up you are, I feel like the more right, I guess, you feel to be a douche. Yeah. Or, or like just whatever, like if it's important, they'll email me again type mm-hmm. ment- mentality. What do you think? I, I've definitely seen that in previous roles. I, I think I'm very lucky right now where the people I report to are super responsive, um, almost to a fault. Like they know everything that's going on and are, you know, are really good at seeing and responding to every email that is necessary. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's more cross-functional folks, people who are not on my direct team, who are not you know, at a necessarily higher or lower level than me, but they just, we have support roles and we all work together. And sometimes they are so swamped working with other people that they, you know, forget about. Yeah, that. no, for sure. Cross-functional is really tough. I work at a global company, so I'm constantly dealing with people in Asia and, oh. and Middle Middle East and Africa and obviously different time schedules. And so I know like if I send you something today and I don't hear back from you to like that night like it's yeah. going to be a whole nother like 36 hours i have that wait oh, man. <laughs> so it's just so you tough. get like you got like emails come in like nine ten o'clock at night yeah or, and okay. i don't want to check email then so like uh. if if it's a just a follow-up or a clarification email from them i'm like oh crap yeah. so i gotta like kind of do it all over again i mean if if you need a place to check email nine ten o'clock though you could head to tasty tales in richardson texas oh yeah yeah, one of our great sponsors, and they are open late um, on Fridays and Saturdays, Monday through Thursday, 2 till 9, in case you need to check your emails there while you're watching the game, drinking a beer, getting some delicious seafood. They have happy hour specials Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. They've got the fresh crawfish, the fresh seafood straight from the Gulf. So check them out. Make sure to mention Six Pennies podcast when you go there. And you get a 15% discount uh, every time you dine in. Great offer from Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. The other amazing thing they're doing is they're sponsoring our giveaway. Uh, We have an Instagram-only giveaway right now that is going to occur on July 4th, Independence Day. That's that's your favorite, right? You and Albies? Top three. Top three for sure. Top three. Oh, okay. And it's it's a pretty good giveaway. 100 bucks at Tasty Tales. So all you got to do is go to our Instagram page, Six Pennies Podcast. You like our page. You like the post. I think you like Tasty Tales as well. And if you tag somebody um, in the comments, you get additional entries. Every time you tag somebody, that's another entry. So it's going to be a pretty hot giveaway. Once again, that's on July 4th. Check out our Instagram page for more details. 
All right, Mark. How many? How many do you have left? I have one left. What about you? You have one left. Um, I got, I got one, maybe two. Um, I'll just do one first. I have a pet peeve for the guy who questions everything, <laughs> just, just because, just because they want to. I don't know. They want to sound smart, or they want to, um, you know, challenge the the norm. I, I don't know what the idea is, but there's there's always the guy or the girl who who just asks a lot of questions or, or is uncertain about, you know, the plan that everybody else agrees on. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, it's a thin line, though. It's it's a thin line between asking questions and sounding really smart or asking questions and sounding really dumb. So are, are you True. talking more like they're, ask, um, they're ask, like kind of clarification questions? and? I think I've had previous roles where there were some dumb questions, uh, which... I, I'm actually a little more okay with. Currently, there's one person in particular I think of who is more, you know, I think they're smart questions, but sometimes they're not necessary. While I think the thinking is probably smart, it's, I think sometimes it is uh, bringing up something that has been thought of and discussed and poured over for over, you know, the course of other meetings as well. And maybe this person just missed it or just wasn't in those meetings. And so they Ooh. feel the need to kind of go through everything again. Ouch. Yeah, I would just say be careful what you wish for. Uh, mm. I would like normally I would say two jobs ago, uh, I would definitely say that I would rather have dumb questions. But man, my previous job, I, I think I told you some stories about my kind of incompetent coworker. But yeah. a lot of times the the dumb questions, especially if they're repetitive, it, it just means they're incompetent, and you definitely you definitely do not want that. That's true. Forget it. I don't want any. No questions. Just no more questions. <laughs> All right. Your last one. My last one pretty much has to deal with my incompetent coworker, uh, previous <laughs> previous <laughs> company. But I kind of hate that there's no tryout during the interview process. Mm, uh, yeah. And, and coming from kind of a finance accounting type role, especially now, today's day and age, 2019, uh, it's a prerequisite. Like you're required, you're expected to know, you know, Microsoft Word, Excel, Microsoft Office, all all the various functions, right? But there's no way to test that. You just kind of have to assume that they know what they're <laughs> saying, or you you trust the resume, right? Um, yeah, yeah, because that previous coworker, she reported to me, and she definitely was computer illiterate, and it screwed everything up. Like she couldn't even do like Microsoft Outlook right like check her emails or yeah uh, i think i told you one of the biggest pet peeves back then was she would double click everything so yeah, yeah. I, I would tell her to check an email and, and she'd be in outlook uh not scrolling because i couldn't teach her how to use a scroll on the mouse right but she'd be clicking <laughs> down on the down arrow and then find that email double click it and not realize that you know every time she double clicks it's opening up a new window on the other screen so mm. at the end of our conversation, she'd literally have like 20 email boxes open and, and not know it. So I mean, could that have been solved by changing her settings so that a double click would not open in a new window? Or would that have made things too difficult because it would change the entire look of her mailbox? Yeah, it's, it's just tough. It's just yeah. one of those things like she wanted things a certain way, but I don't know why. Like she insisted on two monitors, so yeah. we got it for her, uh, but... Like she, she was only focused on one monitor, like no peripheral vision. So she couldn't see those boxes popping up on the second monitor anyway. Uh, mm. It's just, 
yeah, it was it was a rough rough time there. Man, that's a tough one. I'm glad I haven't got, had to go through that. There's a lot of pet peeves. It's it's making me feel not great about about work. But I got I got one more before we go. All right. Um, and this one's about leadership. And um, I we all have people that we work for, and I, I think we all want to not necessarily impress those leaders, but uh, be on their good side. And if we're you know happen to be in a meeting with that person, even casual, actually, especially if it's casual, um, you know. Uh, passing by or, or, or lunch or town hall or something like that, you want to be like personable and social with them. But I find that you feel, I feel a, a certain pressure to laugh a lot at jokes that are not funny. Oh, the Chandler work laugh. The Chandler work laugh. It, and it's, it's the hardest when there are multiple people who are all, you know, forcefully laughing, not forcefully. <laughs> sometimes I think the jokes are funny and sometimes the people are like a little humorous, but they really do not deserve the type of laughter that I think some of these leaders get. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the cool thing is like, I, we have a really good leader right now. Um, like our marketing VP, who's like actually very, very funny, but then her boss is pretty serious and not as funny but we but he tries to make a lot of jokes so you kind of feel like you have to laugh at him as well or at his jokes as well <laughs> pity but laughs yeah it's rough that's tough that is a tough situation do you it, get it that just, in the accounting world too like yeah i mean it kind of just comes with the territory I, I feel like most people would feel like it's almost second nature if you have someone kind of that high up or, or someone just in an exec role or, or high leadership when they're in the room and, and they're making a joke, like it, it feels rude not to at least like chuckle, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you don't have to overdo it with like Chandler, but uh, right. at least, you know, smile like a couple hehes. Yeah, but the problem is when there's a room full of people and they're all smiling and chuckling and nodding, it, it just amplifies and it becomes like a big <laughs> thing where it's like, it really did not deserve this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But yeah. at the same time, like it, it's a, what do you call it? It's a victimless crime, right? Uh, like, yeah. That's like, true. what's the worst that could happen? I guess their their ego gets boosted, and maybe they go do stand up comedy when they shouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's only if you really value good humor. I I don't know. There's yeah, there's there's no harm that's done. You're right. But I agree. Most of the time, I'm very very selective when it comes to laughs. But at work, you, you kind of got to give them out freely, man. It's, oh, it's like, you, you hold them back normally? I think normally. I mean, I, I don't. I'm. I definitely don't fake it normally, right? Like if, if yeah. something's yeah, naturally yeah, funny, yeah. then then I'll then I'll laugh. But uh, I'm not you gonna. Don't laugh that much. Okay. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah. At it. work, at work though, you do. I, I do give them. Just hand them out. Just laughter all over the place. You're right. Hand them out. It's Instagram <laughs> over there. Just hand out the likes. You get a laugh. You get a laugh. All right. <laughs> I think that's enough. I think it's no harm done, really, with most of these pet peeves. I think we're being a little picky, and I, th I think we just have very high standards, which I think is okay as well. Probably means that we're good workers, and nobody has pet peeves about us, right? Very fair. Very fair. All right. Leave us a note on Facebook. Leave us a comment. Let us know what your pet peeves are. Tell us if you agree with these. Tell us if uh, we're just being huge jerks. And appreciate you listening. Please uh, <laughs> give us a review on iTunes. Check out our Instagram page once again for the awesome Tasty Tales giveaway that's coming up July 4th. And thanks for listening. Renfest. <laughs>